everyone, Amina here with the Float Small Business Podcast, speaking with hairstylist Luisa Torres. And we're going to be talking about how her business has had to change over these last few months and some important lessons that she's learned along the way. Thanks so much, Luisa. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. So first and foremost, how are you and how's business? I'm personally, I'm good. I, uh, my positivity has remained pretty high, um, even during the three months, primarily three months that we had off. Um, I think it was just kind of keeping a schedule was really important. And then just keeping myself busy. Like I love working with my hands clearly. And so I decided to do a bunch of stuff around the house. I built a few garden beds, all that kinds of stuff. Um, definitely worked on my dexterity skills. I didn't want that to go away. Um, but it's, But as far as business goes, uh, it's not the best. I'd say about a third of my clientele is down. So I'd say I have maybe 100 people and about 35 have not uh, responded or made an appointment to get a haircut. Wow. Yeah. I've just been thinking about all kinds of personal service professionals and that Mm -hmm. this must be such a hard time, especially when you're included in a phase one reopening and I don't know, did you feel any safety concerns being included in that phase one? We follow OSHA guidelines, which is um, Oregon's occupational safety uh, and health administration. And they did kind of do some different kind of laws that we now have to follow. Um, But they're not too different. I mean, it's sanitation that we should always be doing. Um, And so that adds like an extra 15 to 20 minutes on to finishing each client, but it's necessary. And um, it does lower my frequency of clientele throughout the day. But um, since I don't have extremely full books, I can at least take my time for each person and then to make sure that the next person coming in isn't getting the previous person's germs. Right. Um, but, uh, during quarantine, I mean, I think a lot of people didn't know how long it would last. I mean, I thought it would be two weeks long and it's, we might even go to a second one. I don't know, but, um, there were some things during quarantine that I set up where I could do walkthroughs. Like I would give them notes on what I would do with their hair. Um, cause I take pride in, in really figuring out what haircut works for each person and then making sure that I can repeat it the next time. Hmm. Um, that's how you improve as a stylist. So, or I would do like FaceTime calls and their partner or their spouse or whatever would, uh, kind of do the haircut. And it was, it was actually fun to see, to reconnect with them. Um, but it's, it's just to kind of make them look good for work zoom calls and stuff like that until sure. they could get in my chair again. And it's just the front that needs to look good, right? Yeah. (laughs) The back can look like whatever. (laughs) So when they came through and you advised them, you you gave them some advice on how to execute at home? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know, I was, it was a kind of a mass text that I sent out to everyone, just like, hey, this is what I'm doing, just to make sure that I... I was there for them on almost on like an emotional level too, because I have such a strong bond with my clients. Um, But also just because although hair doesn't seem like it should be included in phase one almost, um, 
because it is an essential job, but you know, growing out hair isn't the most important. You're still going to remain healthy if you, if you grow it out or keep it short. Sure. But, um, especially in a time like this where positivity is low, I think it really does help boost someone's, yeah, I don't know, just positive outlook on everything just to have a yeah. good haircut. I mean, yeah. that's why there are salons and barbershops to make you feel good. And so if I could help out in like the littlest way possible, um, through walking them through a haircut and it ended up being really fun. I mean, I did about <laughs> 10 clients, I think, and they all had fun. So that's awesome. Did you get yeah. to see the after photos or a call or something to see how well it turned out? I mean, I was pretty much with them till the end and not to discredit the people giving them haircuts, but they did take a while, um, yeah. <laughs> just like in our beauty school days. So I was with them. I think some people was like an hour and a half. So I, I would see them till the end. Yeah. Yeah. And walk them through it. I could see there being a really, really nice side effect of that that now people who may not have had a full appreciation for your skill, yeah. now they recognize everything that goes into it because they've tried yeah. and they maybe sort of succeeded, but it took them forever to do and it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Now, not only did you get to foster that bond with them emotionally, give them something that they needed or help with it at least, but now they have that added like insight. Yeah. And do you think that that may have led to increased loyalty for the future? I think there was a newfound appreciation um, in just the connection that I have with them um, through getting a haircut. So. And this initiative, was it something that you billed for or did you give it away for free? How did that work? I did. Um, was like, hey, if you want to pay me through Venmo, that would be grand um, because a lot of my clients wanted to help small business. I mean, I do rent a chair. Um, I have to do kind of my own uh, advertisement and all that. So, you know, I, I was in need of money and I would kind of give them a general base price, but you know, they would throw in a tip if they wanted to. So, yeah. and some people even just sent me money, uh, whether or not I walked them through a haircut. Um, and it wasn't even like a down payment for a next cut. It was just like, here you go. So they just showed a lot of appreciation. Wow. That's, yeah. that's so great to hear. I mean, yeah. obviously this situation sucks, but yeah. if there's a silver, silver lining in it, it's been the generosity that I've been seeing from people like mm -hmm. random strangers, even it's been kind of heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So can you walk me through what a typical day looked like pre-pandemic and now what a day looks like and those shifts that you've had to make? In a typical day um, pre-COVID, I would see like a good day would be like 11 to 12 people. Um, and now that I'm self-employed, I don't really schedule lunches or breaks, I kind of just hustle through my day and I'll maybe eat like a protein bar when I'm sweeping or something. Wow. But now it's like I have to set aside about 15 to 20 minutes of deep sanitation, um, having to wear a mask and getting used to that, which I already have. Um, it's really not that big of a deal <laughs> wearing a mask. <laughs> if it saves some lives, I will do it all day. Um, we had to, you know, this is out of our own money, um, you buy PPE gear, we had to buy 
capes, whether they just be disposable or uncommon capes, um, which means you can't put the same cape on to another person. Whereas before we could, it was just had to be um, divided by a neck strip. So Mm -hmm. I've been having to bring my laundry home every night and do that, which thank goodness I have a washer dryer in my apartment. So, and I don't, I don't have a car. I don't take the bus. I probably would take the bus, but now I don't feel safe going on there. So I walk an hour each way with dirty and clean laundry. That's something different. Wow. I got to have a strong voice in order to be uh, a business owner, I guess, in a way. I mean, just talking to you, I really do get that sense that you are looking at this in a really positive way. And I'm curious, what has made you this way? Because not everyone is. It's, it would be really easy for you to just be sad or frustrated, but you're not. Yeah, I've always prided myself on being honest and transparent. That's how I was raised. Um, and I do actually deal with depression. Um, but it's something that I wanted to like overcome. I know it's a part of me, but I'm also in a way grateful for it because it's helped me become the person I am today. But I'm not going to let my sadness bog me down. So I'm always looking for ways to, I don't know, see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, because if I don't, then my sadness wins. And that's not helping anyone. It's not helping my family. It's not helping my peers, my clients, myself. Um, So I've always tried to see positivity in a situation. And even though a lot of stuff is going on, um, even outside the whole virus it's it's hard to maintain an upbeat attitude but i just focus on the small things and really it's just showing up for my clients who could be having a worse day than me um but as a hairstylist we're kind of treated as mini therapists to some and Mm. if i can be more of a light to them then that keeps me going um and honestly getting through the three months was uh it had its difficult days, but the thought of returning to work and seeing them uh, was enough to, to get me through the next day and the next day. That's so great to hear. Um, I've never had that kind of relationship with a, a hairstylist where I could confide in them and see it as both a friendship and maybe a therapy session. Yeah. Um, I think that sounds so lovely. And the fact that you get positivity out of that at the same time. Just sounds like, I I feel like the next time I need a haircut, I'm going to have to come see you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And then the next time after that. Yeah, (laughs) I would love that. I understand that you rent a space or a chair in another salon. And so there's rent involved and you have a relationship with the salon that might be a little bit different than some other businesses have. Uh, How does that work and how has it had to change? And have you had to have some interesting or uncomfortable conversations at all? Right. Although I am like considered independent contractor, business owner, I guess, um, I do work for uh, the owner of Entrust Hair, which is Sean Passant, someone I respect highly. I didn't really want to own my own shop, but I wanted to work for someone that kind of had the same like values as me, same haircutting styles um, and vice versa. And that person was Sean. Through quarantine, you know, we were checking up on each other. Um, he... Uh, you know, obviously wasn't charging me rent during this time, which was a big help. 
Um, even when I started back up, he still gave me a really good deal. That was really helpful. But it was almost like I respect him so much that I was like, I kind of want to pay you for the three months because I don't want to see Entrust go under for any reason. Yeah. You know, I want I want to work at this place for a long time. He definitely helped uh, boost up morale during quarantine, but also just made me excited to go back to work and to work with him and my other coworkers. I think it's really interesting that you you said that obviously he wasn't charging you rent. And yeah. it's interesting to me because that's not as obvious as you might think. Because <laughs> I think that a true. lot of, you know, call them landlords, uh, some might not want to, mm-hmm. even though they might be able to. And then others just simply might not be able to afford to and, and, and yeah. they want to. And so uh, you might actually have a really unique and, and quite lovely situation where he wants what's best for you. You want what's best for him. And it feels mm-hmm. truly, truly like a partnership versus yeah. just this transactional relationship where we're just trying to get something from someone. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. special. That's a good point. I did say, obviously, like, um, so confidently because I was like, oh, this, this should be normal. So that was really kind. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it should be. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not always possible, but yeah. 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 It's nice when, when people are that just open and generous. Yeah. I'm almost celebrating a year at Entrust Hair in September. And the fact that I'm 27 years old and an independent contractor uh, was something that was a huge goal of mine. And I achieved that. And now I kind of am looking to the next thing. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm comfortable where I'm at right now. Um, Yeah, so I feel like I've already kind of achieved my goal. I'm just going to get through this virus and just see what the future holds. Well, I wish you all the best with it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.